Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Thanks guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. This week, I'm excited to introduce my guest, uh, Sarah Darby. She's the owner of Destiny Studio. So thanks so much for taking the time to join me today. I'm so excited to join you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm excited. I love hearing about I just can't wait to hear about your story. And then you're in Texas. I'm from Louisiana, so not that far. But um, before we get into all that, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking, I don't know how to say it. Listen, I'm not very cultured, but I'm drinking. I'm not either. <laughs> so, so go for it. Because <laughs> I, I wouldn't lovely. know one way or the other. <laughs> Perfect. This lovely uh, brute, yeah, sparkling wine, champagne. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yay. How is it? It's wonderful. I like sweet and it's perfect. You picked the perfect thing for me. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I usually tend to pick more on the dry side because that's what I drink, but I guess I should start like, I think it said it was pretty fruity. So I think I was like, mm, that sounds like a good like summer one because you're in Texas, yeah. like I said. And it is very much still summer here and it will be for probably two more months. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you like by, which big town are you or city are you by? I'm in Arlington, which is just between and south of Dallas and Fort Worth. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like, that's big. Um, I live in now, but we drive back to Louisiana um, often. And so that's always like one of the big cities we go through. And it takes like an hour and a half to get from like one side to the other. It does. No, truly. My husband um, has been working in the north part of the Metroplex far north and um it's still considered Dallas Fort Worth and it takes easily an hour and a half wow that's crazy that's pretty normal for a lot of people here yeah yeah that's nuts um yeah so we always try and go and like pass through like the middle of the night so it's not that bad (laughs) awesome um yeah and so today I'm I just have to share this because I found this like really cool little can so I've been drinking like champagne out of the can um like on my other podcast just because it's so convenient but I found these smaller ones, like they're tiny. It's like one serving of a glass and it's like the cutest little bottle. And it's, um, I mean, can like their little logo, super cute. It's like, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. It's like his daughter, Sophia. It's named after her. So I'll share a picture on my Instagram, but it's like, it's just adorable. I was, I found them and I was like, Oh, I've got to buy these. They're just the cutest little things. And they come in like a pack of six or something. <laughs> they come in a pack of four. And, um, it was kind of like shaped almost like it looked like a candle. The guy checking me out was like, wait, I thought this was a candle. I was like, no, that's champagne. There's four little cans oh, in there. <laughs> that's so neat. I'm I know. Like- yeah. Like the packaging is on point, but, um, <laughs> love that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, so yeah, so let's get into your story. Like how long have you been a small business owner? Like what does it do? Um, you know, how did you get started? Yes. Um, honestly, completely accidentally <laughs> and that's anticlimactic, but it's a really great story. I went to, I studied music, commercial music at Belmont University in Nashville. Um, and I am originally from this area. Um, but I went to school in Nashville at Belmont and loved it, studied music, wanted to be a recording artist. 
Um, I graduated. Yes. It was an amazing program and I loved my time in Nashville and um, it's grown tremendously. When I moved there, it was, I would say a really, a a big, small town. And Mm -hmm. now it's totally, um, when I go back and visit, it's amazing how much it's grown and changed. Everybody now it's like a tourist destination. It did not used to be like that. But. Right. Yeah. Well, and like Kristen Cavallari like lives there and like celebrities yeah. and stuff, you know, yeah. it's crazy. It's a total, it's known for totally different things now, but, um, I loved it, went for music. And, um, when I was out of school for less than a year, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was the best health that I had ever been in. So it was a real huge shock at, at that age. Yeah. Um, I did my treatment there, um, was continuing to work in and around the music business, but I, I knew, especially the more clearly life came into perspective for me at that time, I knew that I really did not, I was not drawn to a performance stage. That's really not what I was passionate about. And I, and I did know that I was passionate about people. Um, that's what energized me. And that's what I wanted to surround myself with was, um, connecting with and investing in people did not know how that was going to connect with music. Even I still didn't make that connection. I just thought I don't want to perform for a living. I love people. What can I do with that? Mm -hmm. So I stayed in Nashville for the duration of all of my cancer treatment. And then beyond that, but about a year after I was done with that, I think I was so exhausted in every way and I was homesick and I wanted to move home. Wasn't sure what I would do when I got home. I had this degree and some experience working in music, but, um, what was I going to do back in the Dallas area? So I moved home. Well, actually before I even had a date, I committed already. I had a date. I was uh, leaving my job at the end of 2008. And so at that time, if you remember Craigslist was really the place where you would find people like different service services and stuff, even more than Google something, it was common to just go to Craigslist and find what you were looking for. So I put ads on Craigslist and that is how I started. Um, before I'd even moved home, I had signed up well, cause I thought, well, maybe I could teach voice lessons. Um, I don't know if anybody would take voice lessons. I don't know if that's really a thing. Um, I didn't take voice lessons, but I can do that. I know that I know how to do that. So I'll just do that on the side until I figure out what I'm going to do. So I put those ads on Craigslist, moved home, had, by the time I was home right after Christmas, first week of January, I started teaching lessons out of my house with this handful of clients that found me on Craigslist. And which is so weird to say that's that so now. Awesome, but <laughs> that's so cool. that's okay. People to come to my home and they did. And I left them in my house and, right. <laughs> and it was normal. And so but that's how I started. So a few years I'm sorry. A few months. That was January. By April, I was living with my mom. I was 20. I was turning 25. I just turned 25 living with my mom and she had a great space uh, for me to teach. And a a couple months after I started, she found out that she was going to have to move abruptly. And I was like, what am I going to do? I I actually love this. Now, where in the heck am I going to go? how can I keep teaching these students? We were moving into an apartment, so that wasn't going to work. And, um, I had a really dear, precious friend who owned an office building and said, well, I have this vacant 
space over here and you're welcome to use it. I don't know if it's going to work for you, but you're welcome to use it. And it was perfect. And that's how um, I got started in my studio. And from there, I just started, um, I hired someone shortly after that to come on and I was doing all the voice lessons and I brought, hired him from Craigslist naturally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> guitar. And that was my first hire 10 years ago. And to make a very long story short, we've served thousands of clients at this point. Um, it took off. It's, it, uh, has grown way beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I, we, we see about 220 people a week. Oh my uh, have a team of about 12 coaches and they're incredible people. And so the business at this point, 10 years later, my life stage is totally different than it was at 25. When I started now I've got married, I have two young children and, um, I've been able to work into a point where I'm really not doing much coaching anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, to do the day-to-day in the business, the CEO stuff, which I love. I've just grown to love that. Mm-hmm. So out of that, in the last uh, several months, I think in about January, I started meeting with women who have businesses and dreams and goals and have started coaching women and their businesses. So I'm doing business and dream coaching for women as well, um, running the studio, but I've gotten the opportunity to invest in a lot of other women and their business and dreams. And I absolutely love it. That is so awesome. I love that you started, you know, like you said on Craigslist and it was just a small vision that you had and you just stuck with it. And at your age, that's impressive. You know, I mean, that's kind of young to be like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, try and start this and see where it goes. That is so cool. Yeah. And that honestly, um, coming out of a season that was so difficult for me. I mean, when you're 23 and 24 and you confront death at such a young age, honestly, what else is there to be afraid of? That was, I had, I had done the very hardest thing I would probably ever have to do. So when it came to like starting a business, I didn't have that, um, the, the fear that a lot of people have about starting something new or what if it doesn't work or, um, what if I can't do it? What if I hate it? I just didn't feel any of those things mm-hmm. um, because I'd just done something really hard. And so it gave me a lot of courage and confidence. And that's the beauty of, of difficult things. And I'm mm-hmm. honestly going through any type of tragedy is that there's something beautiful about that. Um, when you come out of that, I think your courage muscles are so much stronger. And that gave me personally, the, the platform to start something brand new without any idea how it was really going to turn out. So that's what I did. And, um, I fell in love with the teaching. I fell in love with the people, but, but over the years, what I really fell in love with was business. And that was such an unexpected Mm -hmm. surprise because I have no business background. I had, I literally didn't take a business class in college. 100% of my college degree was about performing and music. So I had to learn everything, honestly, kind of the hard way in business, probably did a lot of things the wrong way, but, um, but I didn't have any kind of, it's kind of like when you hire somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience, sometimes that's the very best thing because you can train them to, to do things the way you want them. That's sort of how I feel about business. I didn't have any, any, um, filter or like, this is what you're supposed to do. Or I didn't learn anything on the hook. I was just like, let's try this and see if it works. 
And so um, I have um, thoroughly enjoyed the last decade and I'm looking forward to this next decade of business, doing things um, just really to support other businesses and women. And some of the clients that I have now with, they don't have, they haven't started a thing yet. They're trying to figure out what their thing is. And that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so, that's so inspiring in so many ways. Um, just, yeah, I can't imagine at that age going through something like that. Like that has to put everything in perspective. Yeah. I imagine. Um, I've lost both of my parents to cancer in the last two years, three years. My dad will be in September. My mom was last year. Um, so I, I personally didn't experience, but I, you know, watching them in that loss that I felt has definitely now that I'm, it's, you know, it's taken some time to, to do things to, to get to grieve and whatever. Um, but it has changed like my perspective on life. Like you said, like, it's not as scary. Like, what if I do this? And I was like, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. there are so many more things in like, I don't know, being that scared about doing like a Facebook live or, you know, mm-hmm. starting this podcast. Like I had this idea like two years ago and I just was too scared to actually put it out there. Like, like you said, like it just puts things like so into perspective. And so like anybody can do anything like that, you know, what they want, like just, yeah, just who cares what people think, just go for it. Like it's going to make such a difference in your life and how you feel. And, and that's such a ripple effect to other things. Like totally. And I don't um, know where I heard this. I can't take credit for it, but um, if, if a dream is in you, it's for you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is so a hundred percent true. If there's mm-hmm. something for you, it's because it's for you. And and anything that um that we feel afraid of is something that we really need to lean into because there's a, there's something fear is what holds a lot of a lot of us back from mm-hmm. um, reaching our full potential and operating in our gifts and calling. But fear sends a message that every time you start to feel that like that barrier in that um anxiety about moving forward and, or you find yourself in a place or in a group where you feel out of place or you begin to feel that anxious feeling. Normally we want to, we want to shut down. We want to run, or we believe that this, I feel afraid because I'm not supposed to do this. I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not ready for this. This isn't for me, but instead fear really is just a signal that this is something I need to learn more about. I need to, I need to, if I'm afraid of this, then I, I need to, I need to learn more about it because there's a reason, um, there's a reason why I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. And so it's an opportunity for growth. It's not meant to, um, to shut you down or to, to tell you that you don't belong. Mm-hmm. Fear is just a really great signal that it's, this is an opportunity to grow. And if you lean into that, oh my gosh, you can accomplish incredible things. Yeah, I love that. Yours, I totally agree. That is awesome. Um, so how do you? So you mentioned that you, you know you're starting the this new uh, coaching program. You have your studio. You have a husband and children. So how do you balance work and life? Um, like, what are your tips or your thoughts on that? That's something I love to talk about because it's a beautiful mess. It's a it's a mess all the time, and it's a um, there's really no such thing. I don't think as balance. Yeah. I think that it's harmony. 
it's things working together. There's not ever a time where I feel like everything is balanced, where my business and my family are both given equal weight. So I feel like number one, we have to honor the season that we're in, in our life. If you have young children, if you are um, a mom of young children, that is a completely different season than somebody who, who either doesn't have children or whose children are older. So a lot of times the frustration that I felt personally, and what I see with a lot of women is feeling like they can't do it all. And Mm -hmm. it's because you can't, you can't do it all. You have to be respectful of what you are actually capable of at this particular season. So when, as my girls were very young, especially when I introduced with each, the birth of each one of them was a new wave. I had to, I had to relearn this both times and I have to keep telling myself this even now, but especially when they were very young, um, I battled frustration and maybe even some resentment towards, I didn't know it. I didn't, I don't think that I would have been able to call it resentment, but frustration directed at my kids because they didn't fit into my little perfect home life balance that I was trying to achieve because it was impossible. So I was constantly feeling like I needed to be working more and doing more and people at work needed me more. Um, but at the end of one year after my second daughter was born, of course, it got even more difficult adding a second child. In addition to having a second child, I had a second child who, who didn't sleep hardly at all. And I know that that's common for a lot of, of um, new moms. So I had, a, I had one of those kids that just was a terrible sleeper. Bless her heart. Too. It's I so mean, hard. My son was like that. <laughs> it's miserable. Yeah. And, and I was so unkind to myself during that time. I was still trying to operate at the same pace and the same speed that I had been. Um, I felt like we'd just gotten things figured out with, you know, how to balance it with one kid. And now we added a second one and nobody was happy. Nobody. I wasn't happy. I'm sure that they weren't happy. Everybody was feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of her, if she was a few months old and towards the end of that year, I was looking to the next year thinking about my word of the year or my intention for the year. And what I felt so strongly that God was saying to me was that my word of the year was, um, honor the season that you're in. And I knew exactly what that meant for me. And that meant that this is not the time. This is not the time to build. There's certain times when we're in like a building season. And then there's certain times when we are in a resting season. And that year was going to be all about coasting and just letting things be. Mm-hmm. So my business, I had to automate a lot of things, let things just kind of shift my perspective from hustle, 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 grow, grow, grow to nurture my kids and nurture my family and let, let this time be all about ad- adjusting to being a family of four, having another baby in the house. And, um, my priority became that, and I had to let a lot of work things just go. And you know what happened when I did that? Things totally took off. They, things actually just happened and I didn't have to make them happen, happen. People were empowered to do their jobs. People started, um, really stepping up and filling in the gaps, just like I always dreamed that they would, but I didn't have to make that happen. It happened all by itself. So 
Um, I think step number one is that you have to honor the season. Now I'm in a little bit of a different season. I have a kindergartner. She goes to school five days a week. And then I have a, a new three-year-old who is just a much more independent stage now. Mm-hmm. So I a little bit more, we have a different schedule and it works for me to, um, to work a little bit more and to launch some new things. This is the first time where I've been able to, in the last five years where I've been able to start something brand new. Um, so the other part is having as much, this is kind of, I think goes without saying, but having as much routine as you can, um, block scheduling really works for me where I, um, do certain things during certain blocks of time. And I try to stay real focused during those, um, those times of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, of course there's times when maybe there's something a little bit out of the ordinary, but I try really hard once the kids are, are out of school, that that's when I'm, I'm done with work. Even if I'm not really done, I, I, I try really hard to be done. So I don't have any like ama- amazing tools and uh, I haven't figured it out, but what I have figured out is that there's no such thing as true work-life balance. It doesn't exist. You have to let things go on both sides. I, I don't also asking for help is huge. I have hired out things that took me a long time to be willing to do. Cause I felt like they were things I was supposed to be doing as a mom or, um, as a wife. And I ask for help. Um, I have invested in help with like cleaning, for example. Um, I don't, we door dash food a lot more often than I would like to admit, but that's, you know, my kids are most concerned with just eating, not, not who made it. Right. So I like, let that go. I don't, I don't want to spend for me personally. Um, I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I don't enjoy it. And so I stopped trying to enjoy it. I stopped trying to make that part of our family culture because it, it was hard and it, it wasn't bringing, nobody cares where the food comes from. So if, if we need to pick up food to go now, I do, I still, I do cook once or maybe twice a week. Um, but, but not every day. And we just try to spend the time together as a family, but I don't spend all of my extra time in the kitchen. That's an example. Now, some people enjoy cooking and that's totally different, or that's a really important part of your um, family values. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but I, I tried to get really honest about what was important to me and to my family, not just to me, but to my family and operate, operate like in the most authentic way and let a ton of stuff go. So no magic solutions, just honesty. Yeah. And, um, and forget about work-life balance. It doesn't exist in my personal opinion. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I said, I mean, everybody's different. Every family dynamic's different. Like whatever works for someone is not going to work for the next person, you know? Um, and yeah, I spoke to a guest on my show a few weeks ago. Same thing. She was like, I don't believe in that. She said, I call it juggling, which makes sense. Cause like we are trying to like juggle all these things. Sometimes something falls, you pick it back up, you put it in something like another thing falls. Like it's just, yeah. I think that's just how life works. Like, the, like you said, there is no balance. Like it's just every day trying to do the best that we can and knowing that we're trying to balance quote unquote and doing the best that we can really. So much grace. You yeah. Have to have so much 
sacrifice for yourself and for all of your people. Just, just be gracious. If you're, um, a lot, a lot of times we're really kind and gracious to other people, but not to ourselves. And I've tried yeah. to adopt. Yeah. Recently. And then the last thing that I'm thinking of now too, is that, um, like summer, I, I realized within the last couple of years that summer is just, it, it's hard. Summer's hard. It so is. Summer is not a time when I can spend working on my business. It just isn't. It's hard. Um, so I have intentional blocks of time, which intentional, I would say weeks of time where I almost do no work. I only do the, the things that have to get done and then let it be what it is. And then school starts back up, praise God. And then we're back at it and, mm-hmm. and everything's okay. Nothing fell apart in the summer. Nothing. I didn't lose anything. I just got to be honest about, Hey, it's summer. It's hard. I'm just going to be with my kids as much as I can and let, let all the other stuff go. Yeah, totally. It, it is hard. Uh, Cause you know, since we run our businesses and we're moms, like we feel like we should be all the things all the time. And that is just a season where it's impossible. <laughs> totally. And it's like you, I mean, you know, like we've been camping a ton of time this summer. And like when we go camping, I don't have service, which is kind of great. Like it's definitely like, okay, I don't have to worry about looking at my phone or anything. But then it's also like, oh God, I can't look at my phone. Like what is going on? I can't see anything, you know? (laughs) But yeah, then there's all these amazing memories that totally trump everything else. So absolutely. It's always worth it. Yeah, totally. Um, So yeah, like you said, so you like put a lot of automation in place during your different seasons and this past one where you kind of had to let things go. Like what are your favorite, like go-to apps to help your business thrive or to like for automation, different things like that. Yeah. Okay. So on a family side, I um, have fallen in love with Instacart. Oh, Um, okay. There's another shipped is another one that people use, but Instacart, if it's in your area, I just, I can't think of a better way to spend a hundred dollars to be completely honest with you. I, it's, it's one of those things where I thought who, how lazy can a person be that they have to have groceries delivered to their front door? But oh my word, Ugh, I can't, it has saved amazing. my, yes, I, I, um, it's wonderful for late night. I, a couple of weeks ago, I was supposed to bring snacks for my daughter's kindergarten class for the whole week. And I had forgotten until Sunday night and it was late and I was trying to get the kids to bed. And I thought, oh my gosh, Instacart. So Instacart came to my rescue at 10 o'clock at night, delivered the, the school snacks to my front door. That and is awesome. Had, I love that. Dress, last minute stuff. It's taken the grocery shopping part. It's been a lifesaver. So I would say Instacart, 100% amazing. Um, DoorDash, I, I think that goes without saying if, I don't know if you have, do you have DoorDash in your area? No, we're kind of, uh, I live in a town of like 7,000 people. We're like an hour from Portland, Oregon. So we don't have like, I mean, we're like not in the boonies, but no, we don't have all the fun stuff like that. <laughs> Unfortunately. Okay. Well, listen, let me just tell you, just imagine a world in which, um, like today I have my assistant working with me at home and I said, Hey, I've got a million things. I'm just going to door dash some lunch. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what world is it that where that we live in today, where you can have groceries and Chipotle delivered to your door by wonderful people. I'm telling you 2019. Amazing. amazing. Like you think oh. back to like the beeper days of like high school and stuff, like whoever thought this kind of stuff would happen. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Okay. So on a very superficial level, Instacart and DoorDash, um, 
No, but it's see, not superficial because, you know, it takes like that. You don't have to worry about that. So you can either be concentrating your family or your business or whatever. Like, I think that's amazing and very smart to use because you're putting your energy to something more meaningful than spending an hour at the grocery store. And being frustrated the whole time because I have two know, little kids. kids. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. No, I'm telling you, it's, it's given us so much peace. Um, the three productive things would be most super basic, but it's the notes app in my phone. I have, um, I have categories for literally everything. I've got, um, gift ideas and movies that I want to watch. I keep my book list on there. Um, dates that I'd like to go on with my husband concert, just all kinds of, I have a list for everything and, and, I, re- I reference my notes constantly. Um, Marco Polo, the Marco Polo app. Oh, that one's I use fun. That. Super fun. We have a family chat, um, but then I use it a lot for my coaching clients. It's a great way to keep in touch with people and just very quickly for me to get updates from them or to encourage them. So I've been loving Marco Polo. And then- That's a great idea app. for coaching clients. I didn't even think of that. Like, that's just, that makes so much sense. Like the email- you know, which is great, uh, texting kind of thing, but that's just a whole other element. That's so cool. It's a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. People can get right back to you. Um, I have loved using that. Um, and then Evernote, I'm an Evernote user. I love that for keeping content in one spot with links and pictures and I love Evernote. And then I've recently started using monday.com. Have you heard of Monday? I've heard of it. And I think I did like, I think I started like a free trial not that long ago, but then I kind of didn't have the time to dive into it, but I've heard awesome things. It's been really cool. We're just now starting to use it. Um, I think that it's going to be a great way for my team to stay connected, but even beyond that for me personally, I have loved the way that I can keep different things, projects, ongoing things organized. So I love, I am a, um, I would give it two thumbs up. Now that I've been using it for, for about a month, there's a, a phone app and then there's your, um, the desktop app and both of them are so easy. And I have, it's a little, I would say it might be a little bit on the pricey side, but at this point I still feel like it's worth it. So monday.com. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go back and check it out because I've been meaning to, and they keep sending like, like the follow-up emails and everything. I just haven't, but, um, yeah, I mean, anything like that, even if it, like you said, it, a little bit of an investment or just, you know, even some of like these apps that are free, like to like the $10 one that like just makes our lives so much easier. It's so worth it. Cause then we get that time back. Totally. Yep. I'm a big fan of that. Awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, so what do you do to help your business grow? Like how do you get out of your comfort zone to achieve these goals? And you know, how was it scary? Do you have any examples? All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, connecting with women really valuable to me hearing how other people are doing things, asking for help. If I don't, I don't know how to do something. I, I just ask. And I used to be afraid of even especially like in my own industry, felt like I needed to figure everything out on my own. Mm -hmm. And I realized that for the most part, if you just, if you, if there's even someone who you feel like might even sort of be a competitor in your field, if you let them know that you love what they're doing and you ask if you can just get some help with X, Y, and Z, most people are very, very willing, especially women. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can only think of one example when somebody wasn't as warm to that, but 
most people are super willing to share their story and to help. So asking for help, crowdsourcing things. Um, I, you and I are both in Amber Housley's um, blooming business group. And that has been really helpful. I've loved everything that she's been teaching. Um, so I invest in, in things like that. Um, courses. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little bit of a course junkie. I have, <laughs> I actually have a note for courses because I, I, I need to even remember what have I bought that I right. need to learn. <laughs> so, um, I, I love, I just love learning and I'm so thankful that, that the, even in the last 10 years, like when I started my business, those resources, there was no such thing as digital information products. There just wasn't a way to learn things. Right. So now you can, if there's anything you want to learn about, you can figure, you can, there's somebody out there who will teach you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I get out, I just kind of get out there and, and hustle. I also surround myself hiring the right people has helped my business grow tremendously. Um, there's certain things that, that would take me far too long. They're not in my wheelhouse. It's going to take me way too long to learn. I'm, I don't necessarily believe that, that you have to learn how to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, creative things, graphic design, video, those types of things, for example, not saying that I couldn't figure it out, but it would take me so long to do a decent job that it's not worth it. So I hire the right people who can fill in the gaps for me. And I invest in that. Um, and I encourage others to do the same thing with my clients. When they talk about things that are really causing them to get stuck in their business, instead of saying, well, let's learn how to do that. Right. My go-to is usually like, who do we know that can help with this? Because there's no sense and there's someone else that can do it really quick um, and maybe really affordably. Why, why do we need to spend an entire week working on something that you're never going to be great at anyway? So um, getting the right people around me has been really valuable and important. Um, and then just start. I think being ready is a myth. A lot of times we are waiting to know enough to have enough experience under our belt, wait until we have, feel like there's this magical moment where you're going to feel ready to, to take the leap. And it just doesn't happen. That is, that is a myth and it's never going to happen. You just have to start. If you want to figure things out, you, get, you, you do it, you figure it out by doing it. Totally. So I, I just jump, man. I, I, and the, the more times you, more often that you do those hard things, the easier they become, the easier the hard things become. So there's still things I'm not super comfortable with. I don't, I really believe, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I guess a performer, even though I wasn't passionate about performing. I, that's where all my training is in performance, but I still don't like to be on camera. For example, I don't like to do videos, but I know it's important. And so I just start showing up and I try to be as authentic as I can and people respond. Yeah. Um, And I'm always glad that I did. I'm always glad that I put myself out there. Yeah. I, I couldn't, yeah, I totally agree. Couldn't have said it better. Like it is terrifying (laughs) to do that, to even just start or like to even inch along or take that next step or invest in something because you're not sure or someone, you know, like, like you said, if we can't do it ourselves, I mean, actually we could, but it's going to take us 40 hours when somebody could do it in four. It's like, well, 
it's almost that scariness of like, okay, well, what if they don't do it right? Or like, what if they do it wrong? I'm spending this money, but it's like, we'll never know unless we just take that step, you know? And, and it's not, you know, so they don't do it right. Then you find someone else or, you know, like it's not the end of the world. And, um, yeah, like the clarity, uh, we do not know what's going to happen until we actually start, you know, like there's no way to know the future at all. (laughs) And so, And none of us are perfect. None of us will ever be perfect. Um, even like the big guys that are out there and seem perfect, they're not perfect either. And they'll be the first to admit it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's just, again, yeah, just start. Like if you really, and like you said, the passion, if you have an idea and it's a passion, like you can't not start, like you have to go after it, whatever it may be. You do. And most of the time, the thing that we're super afraid of never happens. It's not yeah. real. Mm-hmm. That's- it's just a paralyzing, if you start listening to fear, the longer you listen, the harder it is to break out of that. Mm-hmm. Like the louder it gets. <laughs> yes. So circling back around, if you, when you start to feel afraid, that's your signal that it's time to, it's time to jump. You got to take the leap. I'm mm-hmm. afraid of this. So I, b- before I, I can't listen, the longer I listen, the harder it is. So I've got, I just got to move, got to do it, mm-hmm. do the thing. I love it. Totally agree. Um, Oh, so yeah, we're towards, you know, towards the end. Um, your five favorites. Like this is one of my, I don't know, all of my questions. Like I just love hearing everybody's answers to all of them. Yeah. But this one's like fun too, because it's like, oh, I need to go Google that book. You know, or like, I need to go watch this. Yeah. Um, but then it's also too like, oh, I have to go go back and look at monday.com, like all these apps. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so your five favorites. Um, book, favorite drink, uh, thing to do to relax, uh, thing to watch and place to go. Okay. I love these. My favorite book right now, um, and maybe one of the most influential books that I can think of is called the next right thing. And it is by Emily P Freeman. She has a podcast and she's written a couple of books, but recently a couple months ago, she released this book and it has been profoundly, um, helpful to me. And it's, she teaches you how to make decisions from out of love. And, um, it's so simple and so practical, but again, um, overcoming fear in our decision-making. It's a fantastic book about making decisions from the, from the heart and getting unstuck. So I've referenced this over and over. I listened to the audiobook. I read the, um, the actual book I've sent it to clients. I reference it all the time. So I can't say enough about it. It's called the next right thing. I can't wait to check it out. Cause uh, you know, like you said, like, I mean, fear is, oh, there's a lot of it. I, well, it may be just, this might, might be me personally. Um, just, you know, with running a business life, some things like, and I, I've heard that there's only two true feelings, which is one is love, one is fear. And so like everything, like all of our other emotions are based off of those. Um, yeah. and I just, I don't know, like that just sounds like a really neat book and I would just, it is. I don't it's know. So- I've been telling people that it's just so gentle and kind. A lot of books about productivity or life or business, they're just kind of forceful, you know, and yeah. it's like, this is what you need to do. And it's very tactical and practical. And um, this is different and it's so refreshing. And it's even a book that you could just read a chapter before bed or something mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's so good. Awesome. Um, my favorite drink is a Diet Coke with lime. We're talking about just an everyday, yeah. especially with Mexican food. So here in Texas, Tex-Mex is king. Mm-hmm. So I cannot eat Mexican food without a Diet Coke with lime. 
I've never Love put the- lime in a soda. Like, I mean, I put it in like Corona, but like never like, hmm. I'll have let to try that. You, please do. And let me know what you think. Tell me, you can tell me I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> Coca-Cola used to sell it in a can, Diet Coke with lime. And now they have this weird Diet Coke. It's like, like a, I think it's lime and ginger or something. It's like a spicy. Oh, wow. That doesn't sound very good. Cause you want it's the sweet, the like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not the same, but highly recommend you just ask for limes, just a Diet Coke with lime at a restaurant telling you it's the best. Um, I, okay, relaxing. I am a true introvert. Um, I love people and passionate about people, have to be around people all the time. But when it comes to relaxing, I want to be by myself. Mm -hmm. So my, my dream would be like going to a hotel by myself that kind of like, just, I need to clear my mind. Um, and it's hard for me to do that when there's a lot of stuff going on. So I like the typical spa, that kind of stuff, just self-care. But, um, but if I'm, if I really want to reconnect with myself, I could do it at my house alone or, um, or at a hotel. Like I said, that would just be a dream, but, um, it definitely does not involve people. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. My husband last week, his parents were up from New Orleans and um, they wanted to go camping. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to stay back. And so it was like, <laughs> and that's like the first time I've ever done that. Like, but it was like during the week and I wouldn't have service. And it was just, there's a lot of things going on, you know, it was like running it now. Yeah. It amazing. Like my daughter just turned nine and my son just turned six. And I, I really don't remember since Arlo's been born, like having two nights to myself like that. It was kind of weird at first, but then I was like, huh, this is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. I get used to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like I worked a lot, like I worked all night, but I still had like Hallmark movies on in the background, like a little bit of wine. Like it was amazing. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you. Like to relax, like I gotta be alone with some Hallmark movies and <laughs> totally. Yes. Um, my favorite thing to watch, I'm so basic. I'm a super fan of The Office and <laughs> Parks and Rec. Both of those I just got onto Parks and Rec like within the last year. It is hilarious. <laughs> isn't it? Like Leslie Nope, isn't she just a queen? <laughs> I know. I wish I could hang out with her in real life. <laughs> yes. I love Parks and Rec. Love The Office. My kids know all about The Office. They're three and five and they know the, all the characters. They know everything about The Office because we, um, we pretty much watch The Office every night before bed. Yeah. Because it's but great. It is great. It's great. And then the uh, Gilmore Girls, I believe it or not, I've just started Gilmore Girls and I am absolutely loving it. And my daughter that's five, she loves to watch it with me. So. Oh, I see. I didn't watch it like when we were younger. Like I should go back and watch because you are the second one that said that that's um, her favorite show as well. And um, she said she started watching like it was when we were younger, when we were in like high school. And then now she's watching it now as her daughter, like she has a daughter now who's like, I don't know the names of the characters, but it's almost the age of the daughter. And so she's like, it's funny to watch it back then. And now, now like yeah, different seasons. And so now I'm going to have to check it out. Like I always heard of it, but I've just never watched it. Well, listen, especially because you're a mom of daughters, I think that you would totally love it. Awesome. And then I think you asked about favorite place. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorite place to go. Um, okay. Well, if we're talking big, it's Colorado in the summer. We mm-hmm. went for the first time this summer, and I'm telling you, I still think about it. It's been a couple months, and I just 
in planning our next trip. It was so spectacular. Where'd you go? We went to Estes Park. Oh, I have not been to Estes. I've been to Colorado a few times because uh, my husband's best friend lives there. I've never been to Estes, but I hear it's an amazing thing. Like I just hear it's amazing. My brother lives right outside of there. So we were able to visit them and then um, just do several, several, we packed a ton of stuff in, in those few short days, but um, it, it felt, it feels like that's going to be our place. This is our vacation spot. Nice. So it was wonderful. But then an, on a, just a basic low key favorite place would be Nordstrom. I love to walk around Nordstrom. It's my happy place. I love to um, browse. I love to shop. I mm-hmm. love to if I have a day off um, and really have nothing to do. I'd make a trip over there and just walk around. I love Nordstrom. Yeah. Like even if you can't shop, if it's like window shopping, it's still like inspiring yet calming. This, and the way the store is organized is so calming to me. There's something about it. It's so clean and so mm-hmm. categorized in a way that's not stressful. You know, you just walk in and it feels like, oh, wow, I can hang out here for a while. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grab a coffee and like go in. <laughs> yes, it's great. That's awesome. I love Nordstrom's. I haven't been there in a while because like, I mean, like I said, we're like an hour from Portland. So that's where like the main mall is. But um, whenever I do go, it's just amazing. It is totally fan for life. Yeah. Um, so where can everybody find you? What's your website, your social media, all that good stuff. Totally. I would love to hang out with you on Instagram. I am Sarah Conley Darby on Instagram. And then the the business, if you're curious about what we're doing at destiny studio, that is destiny studio. Um, but then my website is sarahdarby.net and you can connect with me there. And, um, I would love to keep in touch and, um, if anybody's curious about business and dream coaching and what that involves and how I can help you level up in life or business, I would love to talk to you. Awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely put those in the podcast notes with a link. So everybody can go and check that out. That's awesome. Um, I just love what you're doing. Like you're so inspiring. Like uh, this conversation has been just so much fun. Thank you. Let's do it again. Yeah, definitely. Are you going to Amber's event? Yes. Okay. I am. I'm so excited to be in Nashville. I know. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going because like I said, I'm out in Oregon. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out like the logistics. Like I lived in North Carolina for like the last year and a half and then we just came back to Oregon. So I'm okay. like, damn it. Like I was like two hours away from there before. <laughs> yeah. Now that's, that's a trek. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I'll definitely keep you posted because it would just be so amazing to meet all these wonderful women that are in the group. Like it's just so inspiring. Yeah. I would Amber too. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be great. And if you are able to come, I would love to meet you in person. And if you're not, let's keep in touch. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you again so much for your time. And just, I know you're super busy with everything and it, it's just been great connecting. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation, Nicole. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks for listening.